I wanted to spend a little time talking about the Ksuba. There's a very interesting uh, language that's used here in the Gemara, which is found in other places in Shas. My time atakinu la Rabban Ksuba. For what reason did the Chachamim <coughs> enact the Ksuba? So that she shouldn't be easy in his eyes to divorce. You know, husband and wife gets into a fight. The guy says, let's go to court. Let's get a get. Everybody gets into a fight, but uh, we make it a little bit more difficult because there's going to be money that's associated with it. Now, in this situation, this particular case, as we saw in the previous staff, as well as on top of our Gemara, we want her to be divorced, you know, both from the first and the second in this situation. So therefore, the Einlok Suba, she has no claim of uh, payment for her Suba because the whole claim would undermine the whole reason for the Takana. Now, I just want to point out something halachalamaisa here that you may not realize is halachalamaisa on the surface. And this is actually raised by Tosvos. It's important Tosvos. My time takinu la rabbanan ksuba. The assumption from the language, as Tosvos is uh, analyzing the language of the Gemara, it's a very basic reading, is the whole idea of ksuba being a din de rabbanan. Now, if you've ever heard ksuba being read so beautifully, and hopefully not as quickly as I read it, we talk about the fact that the ksuba sounds like what we're saying is the ksuba is daraisa, the chazile daraisa. So, what do you mean the chachamim come along and make a takana of a ksuba? It sounds like it's a daraisa. Now, many ksubos, I believe this is the minhag in the Svarti community, is they do not put in the chazile daraisa. In Eretz Yisrael, not everyone puts in the chazilei daraisa. About whether ksuba is a daraisa derabana. And there is a practical difference, which is uh, what, the most basic practical difference is whether you include it in the ksuba or um Now, what Tosvos does is Tosvos takes a split position where he says a ksuba for a marriage of a woman who's never been married is a deraisa. If it's an almana, it's a derabanan, and then he flips this case into that situation. But either way, we uh, are seeing the basis of the ksuba. Now, it's very interesting, and this kind of ties into something that we discussed earlier this year, and I always love discussing whenever we talk about hilchas ishus. When you look into the Sefer Achinuch, so the Sefer Achinuch talks about, in a number of places, uh, marriage. I'm not going to give you the exact source now for the Sefer Achinuch, because it's not necessarily where you th- expect to find it in the halachas of Erisin, but there are a couple of places. It would be a sheer in itself to explain the Sefer Achinuch's approach. But there are times where the Sefer Achinuch puts Ksuba together with Kiddush, and the Rambam actually does it as well. And the reasoning that he gives there is not so that uh, marriage shouldn't be light in someone's eyes or it shouldn't be easy to get divorced. It ties into the whole discussion that you shouldn't view your wife or the relationship shouldn't be 
Chasrishalom defined as a zona relationship, we need to add seriousness to it. And that's what the financial situation is doing. And that's why the Sefer Achinach will put together Kiddushin and Ksuba. The Rambam does as well. We generally assume the Rambam is of the position that Ksuba is Dirabana. Now, some, even though sometimes when you read the Rambam, it looks like it's Daraisa. So I've heard it explained that you could have the concept of Ksuba Daraisa, which I think we've seen earlier. We discussed Mohar, which is already a biblical concept. But the exact details of what's in the Ksuba is Dirabana. And practically, that is true as well. Um, uh, when I was Messiah Kedushin in Eretz Yisrael, the Ksuba is not the same as the Ksuba here in some of the details. Now, it's mostly not in the financial details, but there are sometimes differences as well in how the Chiyuvim are spelled out. Now, what this uh, Gemara raises, you know, just the significance of Aksuba, our Gemara is giving us the exception when Aksuba ain't la Aksuba, right, where she doesn't get the benefits of the Aksuba. It brings to discussion a very fascinating uh, case that happened a number of years ago in Eretz Yisrael. If you remember, Rechman Litzlan, there were these terrible fires in the northern part of Israel. I think they called it the Caramel Fires, the Caramel Forest. And there were many houses that were destroyed. And the question that came to uh, a Rav in uh, the Haifa area was whether the husbands and wives could live together. What's this based on? So we have a uh, Takana from Shimon ben Shetach. You find us in Gemara in Babakama. It's brought down in the Rambam and Hilchas Ishus and Perik Yud that you can't live one moment without a Ksuba. This comes up sometimes when people are moving, they can't find the Ksuba. And then the rabbi has to rewrite a Ksuba. It's just a special formulation of a rewritten Ksuba. Anybody who's listening to this, hopefully you know and your wife knows uh, where the Ksuba is. At least once or twice a year, I'm rewriting Ksuba. Someone moves, usually they find it at the end of the day, but you're not supposed to be without it. You're not supposed to be not knowing where it is. Um, I, I always say, I used to think it was kind of strange that people would hang up a Ksuba, which is not the most romantic document, but now I don't tell people they have to hang it up, but I see the value besides the artistry of it, which is unnecessary, but at least you know where the Ksuba is. Um, and that's a helpful situation based on my own experiences that I've seen. So what happened was the, there was a Rav in the north, I think from Zichron Yaakov, which is a beautiful area right near the forest. There's a lot of wineries around there. So I think he held, I don't remember his name, and he held that they had to replace every one of those Ksubos right away. And you think about the mess, because first of all, these people are now homeless. You would have to get a hotel. You're going to tell the husband and the wife they can't be in a hotel together. And then you need to get a sofa or even if it's a, a pre-copy, it takes a lot of work. You have to have Adem and you have to go back, remember the exact, uh, some of the details from the original wedding. And at that time, the uh, chief rabbis of Eretz Yisrael already, um, Rav David Lau, who's still the chief rabbi, as well as uh, 
I think it's Reb Yitzchak Yosef, the son of Reb Avadia, who's a Swati chief rabbi, they paskin differently. And they said there's no need because there's no need to write a new ksuba, at least right away. Because the way it works with the Rabbanut, you know, you hear people complain a lot about the Rabbanut. And there's what to complain about at times. But the Rabbanut as a system is very well structured and organized. And the way it works in Eretz Yisrael is there's a copy of every Suba. The Masada Kedushin has to send a, a copy of, his, of the Suba to the, um, has to send it to the Rabbanut. I've actually been in the office, you know, where many of these ksubot are held. Sometimes you need to look back and the questions that come up, separate story. So therefore, the way they explained the sugya was that the ksuba is in a safe location and everybody knows where it is. So you can't, can't say that the ksuba has been destroyed. There's a copy of the ksuba. And it's interesting, how do you view a copy? In this situation, they felt that a copy of the ksuba was at least enough evidence of the ksuba, if not the ksuba itself. And then he told them, when you have a chance, do it as soon as you can, to have a fresh ksuba rewritten. And again, it's a different formulation than the regular ksuba that was on file. And uh, this is, it's interesting. In America, we don't do that. In America, I have, I have copies of uh, marriage certificates of prenups, but the Rav and I don't think I'm the only one. We don't keep a copy of Iksuba. And this would be a helpful situation. Now, I don't know if that that was ever a tshuva that was written up. I tried to look into it. I didn't have enough time. I remember reading about this in the, in the newspaper article. I think it was an article in the Iritz of all places. But Tsarachian, uh, and I'll let you know if I find out any more information about it. The Chashuke Chemed. The Mesechus Ksuvah Staff Pei Beis, Ahmed Beis, raised a very fascinating discussion. I think it relates to our Gemara beautifully. He said, let's say you live in a uh, country or you live in a state, let's say in the United States of America, where according to statute or according to law, upon divorce, the husband has to compensate the woman. Let's say alimony, or other types of payments. So in that situation, would there still be a requirement for Ksuba? Because basically the Dina Machusadina is taking care of the issue of um, that the marriage shouldn't be light. Divorcing her shouldn't be light in his eyes. Now, he goes through a full analysis, which I'm not going to go through right now, relating to Ksubas. But I want to explain a few things. Halach Lamasa. This is challenging sometimes, even uh, in other situations. I'll give you an example. In the United States of America, we have a prenup, a halachic prenup of the RCA. It's also been approved by Rabbi David Cohn and by many others. There are other forms that are also valid. So how does that work from state to state? Generally, there's an agreement between the states and the United States of America. But when you get to Eritrea, it's a little bit different. They have a totally different system of how divorce works, 
how get works. It's complicated. I'm raising the same question over here. And this is what you see really at the conclusion of Rev Zilberstein. He ends up saying that it's very nice that in the place where they're getting married, there's compensation. But how do you know if where the marriage terminates? And that's ultimately where the law is going to be settled. You don't go back to the law of where the marriage takes place. When you have today, someone may have gotten married in New York, but it's the divorce law of New Jersey, if they're living in New Jersey, that's going to end up being the venue, the place where the decisions are going to be made. So that's one explanation that he gives. The more general explanation that he gives is that once this is accepted as a ksuba that has to be written for her, then it becomes integrated into Ishus. It's a little bit my own formulation, but based on what he's saying, again, our Gemara is an exception to that rule, like any rule could have an exception. I think there's something else that he could have said, which is chutzpah of Shalom Baum to tell Rav Zilberstein what he could have said. But we're dealing over here with Ishus, and what exactly is the... We have Ishus, we have Mominus, What's the relevance of a court of secular law, of even Dina Machusadina? He doesn't call it Dina Machusadina, but if you're in the realm of Ishus, so Dina Machusadina is not going to apply because it's Isravahetar. Even when you have Mominus, the Dina Machusadina is going to serve as the basis of the law. When I say the basis, it means the minimum but we'd have a higher standard. This relates to, we're coming up to Parshim Mishpatim with the prohibition to go to our coast, to secular courts. Now, you could have a Besden that makes that decision. In fact, um, both parties could come to an agreement with the approval of Besden if the Besden's not an expert in dealing with some of these areas of law. But there's a lot here to say. Now, I want to just give very briefly, we're going to set us up for the next uh, part of it. It's the Gemara that you already learned, the next plot. We're going to start seeing really the Koach of the Chachamim. We already have seen this before, where the Chachamim are able to come and add to a Daraisa. But are they allowed to uproot a Daraisa? That's going to be some of what goes on in the next plot or so, where the Chachamim get their power and are there any limitations on this power. So I hope everybody has a great week of learning and I look forward to continuing to learn Masechus Yuvamas with you.